All right. Okay. Good afternoon. Hello. Welcome to On the Table. This is Rep. Dan Miller. We are down here in the, I don't even know, the basement of one of the built. Uh, I don't know. It feels like a basement. We're down here. With me is Steph Hardman. I'm going to introduce our, our guest. Uh, but we're down here in one of the, I guess, one of the media rooms here where we record things for our constituents. So we've made a little bit of a podcast area now. Right stuff, which is just going to make everything even that much better. Is that true? Well, yeah, and mostly you won't be able to hear me chewing gum or banging up, uh, you know, against things. Uh, that in the past I've done that. I'm not a very good podcast um, you, participant. Wait, are you really? <laughs> yeah, I was not good. Are right, you're out of here? They That's told good. me the comms people were like, "You have to stop chewing gum," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Wait, you're not supposed to chew gum. Okay, is see. That, well, look, our guest is talking. Mm-hmm. We got to get mm-hmm. to our guest. Yeah. So we are down here with it. Uh, I want to thank you for the next edition of. Uh, wait a minute, which edition is it? Oh, a Better Know a District. Yes. We have so many different things. <laughs> Better Know a District. This actually, this district uh, actually is close to my heart, but also we have a great guest with us here today as well. So uh, with us today, um, and by the way, my voice is, it's not 100%. I don't think it's that bad, though. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but um, with us today is Representative Martel Covington of the 24th District. Martel, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Uh, we're, we're very glad. And uh, Martel, of course, uh, representing the 24th, the old district of uh, the now mayor of uh, Pittsburgh, Ed Ganey, a uh, close personal friend of mine. So glad to have extended this Indeed. where we not only have a close friend with Ed Ganey, but we have a close friend with Martel mm-hmm. Covington. Yes. Martel, thank you so much. Uh, what's new, my friend? How's everything? Everything's good. Everything's good. You know, exciting time. There's a lot happening out here in Harrisburg and all over PA and uh, some exciting things in my life. I'm getting married next year. So uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So great things. I don't think I knew that. Maybe I didn't know. Did I know that? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I got engaged uh, in July. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What's her name? Uh, Jamilia. All right, I'm trying to think. Where, where she does she work somewhere back home? Do we yeah, know? she's back home in Pittsburgh. She's actually from West Philly, though. Uh, okay. You know, so all of the Philly reps are like really big fans, and I'm marrying a Philly girl, so I, I get extra points with them. Um, but yeah, yeah no, she's in Pittsburgh. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, she Phillies fan. Uh, well, she is now, you know, like her and her family, you know, they're going to celebrate now at the Phillies are in the World Series. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm working on having her be a Steelers fan. But this this season hasn't been going well. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, look, that's right. We're all Philly fans, though, right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to make that happen. So we are very glad to have you. And look, we do a little bit of a game. Steph's going to tell you about it. I, I can't talk. Steph will set it up. I, I can't talk to you about it. So okay. It ruins the game. Okay. All right. So you ever play uh, Two Truths and a Lie? Okay, yes. Okay, so it's basically that. And so we give him three pieces of information. Two of them are true. One is a lie. Okay. And it's about you or your district. Uh, okay. And he will try to guess which one the lie is, That's and right. he will do all he can to try to get it out of you. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's fine to help. There's nothing wrong with that. But you in the helping. past, the reason why we go straight to this game in the beginning is in the past, he would talk to people about their districts and inadvertently ruin my game because uh, I have information that he had found out without knowing it. Okay, okay. Life is tough, is what she's saying. But <laughs> Listen, I have research. We have, uh, my staff researches this stuff for like weeks in advance. Right. Now, the only thing we hope for is, of course, that Martel actually knows which one is not true. <laughs> right. So that's got to be the question here, right? Mm-hmm. He'll know. All right. He's going to know? Yes. All right. All right. So let's go. What do we got? Tell me the first one. Okay. So the first one is Dornbush Street, located in East Hills, is one of the steepest roads in the United States. Okay, gotcha. Steep road. Okay. One of the steepest. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wilkinsburg, part of the 24th, was home to Dr. Frank Conrad, who was credited with creating the first commercial radio broadcast in the U.S. 
Okay, radio broadcast. Okay. okay. He's nodding his head at that one. Okay. Okay. No, he, okay. All right, I'm watching. Stop it. Okay, no, I just, look, I, he you nodded his head. You all the time. He nodded his head. Yeah, well, maybe he's trying to psych you out. I know, I know, I don't know. All right. We'll see. Okay, so, what's the third one? The third time, the third one is, excuse me, in his spare time, Rep Covington enjoys longboarding around the city. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay, so we got the steep road. Now, look, what gets me on the steep road? They're all that, steep. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh has <laughs> yes. steep roads. Yes. But I'm also like, yeah, where'd you say, read that one again? Just tell me. What. You should, you know what? Next time we play, you're only getting one time. Okay, no, that's <laughs> it. Just tell me what is it. Dornbush Street, located in the East Hills, is one of the steepest roads in the U.S. All right. Are you it. Googling? No, no. Give me your no, phone. No, I'm not Googling. I'm not Googling. I'm, I'm writing it down. taking notes. I'm, like, yeah, I'm taking notes. Thank you, Martel. All right, all right. Then the radio broadcast and then longboarding. Okay, mm -hmm. now here's the thing. I've just got to ask a question. No. I just, no, I just so I, I, I might it. not answer it, and All you right. might not either. Martel, what's longboarding? Oh, oh, longboarding is uh, it's like, it's like a surfboard. Okay, so but it's, it's true. Nice. Okay, so what? <laughs> All right, All right you so are so is old true. that you don't. You thought that might not be a thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, longboarding has just now. We know that's a fact. Did okay. you before you asked him? Let, let me do my own analysis. All right, so here. you didn't. So longboarding <laughs> is a fact. All right, so I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the steep road. Steep road is false. Which which is the correct one? Or which no, is no, the lie? Sorry, which, which is the lie? Oh, I do not longboard. Ah, oh, get out of here! No, that yes. was too good. Damn it. He, you do, you have a good. That was too face. good. I thought he was <laughs> yeah. jumping it. Ah. So, it just interesting. All right, you know what? Cancel this. No, <laughs> Dornbush Street is ranked eighth in the steepest road in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the first um, Dr. Frank Conrad credited with creating the first commercial radio broadcast is mm. that was done on KDKA. Suck it. Okay. Yes. Right. I don't know if this is, remember, this is a family show. All right. Uh, look, uh, all right, Martel. I don't. All right. So Martel, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you here too, I'm looking at here. You went to Central Catholic. You went, mm -hmm. to, I didn't know you went to Howard University. I did. Is that right? What got you down there? How, why'd you pick Howard? Uh, a couple reasons. So actually my uncle uh, went to Howard. He was mm -hmm. the first in the family that went to college and actually lived in DC for some time and worked for the uh, board of education in DC. Uh, but he talked about his experience at Howard for decades, mm -hmm. you know. So for me as a kid, I'm like, well, I love, I loved my uncle Bill and looked up to him and mm -hmm. wanted to go to Howard. Uh, and then I went on the historically black college tour. Even though we didn't go to Howard, just the experiences that I had on certain campuses, I said, you know, I want to go to one of these schools. Mm -hmm. uh, and I went to visit Howard, and a band came in and started playing. And <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. going here. That's it. Yeah. Uh, now, now you know, I know Cat. I, I know Howard. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been on Howard. I've studied at Howard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because I went to Catholic University. Indeed, which is not mm -hmm. too far. Not too far and, at all. And Steph actually went to yep. school by Howard. Oh, okay, so I went to school at Marymount University, which is in Arlington, yes. Virginia. So just on the other yeah. side. Yeah. There. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you play we all Marymount. love the DC around yes. here. Oh, all of us. Do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and how important to you was that historical? It like, was. Was that something that you were like? It means a lot. I got to mm -hmm. get it. It was It was great. Uh, I got to mention first, uh, happy homecoming to all my Howard family. We just had our homecoming <laughs> over go. the weekend. I couldn't be there. I was there in spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, for me, it was really important. Uh, and the time that I was there, the first time I ever voted was actually when I was at Howard, and it was in 2008, and I got to vote for uh, President Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Right. The first time yeah, ever yeah. voting. So uh, just being in D.C., first time ever voting and that happening, our first black president, mm -hmm. you know, it really, really – 
just confirmed. I, I'm supposed to be here. This is yeah. where I'm supposed to be at. Now, how? Uh, look, I loved being in D.C. when oh, I was down there. I worked. Too. I did uh, some work at the Department of Justice. Um, I ended up doing some work at the Labor Board. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you take advantage of down there when you were there for uh, four years or so? What wow. What did you like doing? You know what? Uh, some people are going to say, "What really?" <laughs> the Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. I had a library card to the uh, to the Library of Congress. Um, and we all tried to get off campus when we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Library of Congress was awesome. Also, the National Cathedral is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to spend evenings because, like, it, it lights up over the weekend. So mm-hmm. Friday night, when it lit up, we knew it was the weekend. But mm-hmm. just seeing that in the distance mm-hmm. uh, was was amazing. And the food and culture too. Oh you know, my god, it was so good. Amazing. There was an Ethiopian place in the Northwest that mm-hmm. I was I was all about. Oh, mm-hmm. man. But I I will tell you, I loved uh, the Library of Congress. I, I mm-hmm. where'd you live? Did you live on campus or where'd you live? I lived on campus freshman year uh sophomore year, i lived in um on 16th street mm-hmm. um not too far from a couple of the embassies over there junior senior i lived in the georgia petworth like the petworth area um on princeton place so, so you got you got a bunch of the experience definitely mm-hmm. so you did definitely. okay so i lived on capitol hill so oh, my, my first um uh, i was there first in americorps so we were in we were in uh south southeast yeah we were in southeast nice. and in anacostia mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, nice. I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, and by the way, so much has changed. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, but I, we did love. I, I did love being there. Um, and but then I spent uh, four years or so in Capitol Hill, right. and um, uh, so I would go to the Library of Congress uh, to mm-hmm. study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, I mean, what a building! It's My amazing. God. It's yeah. So you know, one time, by the way, I brought a architect here from Mount Lebanon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He was up here. We were just talking and we were walking through the building. And I said to him, how much would it cost now to build a building like our Capitol or like the Library of Congress? Right. And he said, look, you're obviously talking billions of dollars. He goes, mm-hmm. but the issue is that it's not really the money, although the money's a problem. Mm-hmm. The issue is that there's nobody here who does this type of work. Nope. Wow. It's like a lost yeah. art. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, but the Library of Congress is fantastic. So mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you on that there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I thought so much uh, being in D.C., um, you know, getting that experience mm-hmm. in our nation's capital, being part of that environment up there with it. Yes. Uh, like I learned so much uh, mm-hmm. from it. Um, I imagine it was impactful for you. Indeed. Um, you know, I used to tell people I learned more outside the classroom than I did in the classroom a lot of times. Um, you know, and Howard you know, service is important. So we volunteered at the Perry School, which was mm-hmm. close to Howard, and I spent some time with some of the young men there. And uh, we used to, you know, do the uh, food bank and, mm-hmm. you know, pack boxes before we left for Thanksgiving break. Wow. Uh, and then I have a lot of family in the D.C., Maryland area as well. So mm-hmm. my Aunt Vernie used to bring over home-cooked meals on Sunday afternoon oh, for me. That's so, so nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, so See, it, was, it was great. A bunch of us are scra- uh, scraping, like, food together, man, <laughs> off, off of Union Station just trying to see what you can get for $3. Uh, Oh, man. So you yeah. were getting some home cooking. I was getting mm-hmm. some home cooking every now and again. Yeah. Aunt Vernie would look out, you mm-hmm. know. And she would make more for me, my roommate, sometimes too. Aww. So yeah, she really made. So the sure whole thing cool. worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, listen, I, I what a great place to go Indeed. to school. And yeah, I know. I know many people went to Howard. Uh, mm-hmm. All of them come back to me with a, a story about how um, impactful that yes. that experience was yes. uh, for it. And as long as we can keep education so that everybody has a, can afford to go. Yes, that's right? the key. You know, so because right. at Marymount, how was that uh it back when i was there it was twenty five thousand dollars a year so i don't even want to know what it is now is that just tuition though yeah that's oh it's tuition. like no it's like room and board and wait that tuition. was room and board room and board and tuition wow. like i uh, know the academic part yeah all right mm. all right yeah, yeah. You, yeah. What, did you come out with loans 
I did. Yeah, so yeah. did I. I yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you thinking? Maybe when you're 52, you want to pay that off? Right. 60? Yeah, 50, you know, like 57, something mm-hmm. like Fantastic. that. Just look forward to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I got that. Uh, and I, I went to I went to law school at Catholic, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did take it took almost 20 years yeah. to pay that off. I, wow. I paid mine off last year, and I didn't wow. even, like, because you just keep paying and paying, and then they were like, you've made your final payment. I'm like, what the? I mean, it wow. took it like but 20 his generation. Years, but, I'm, I'm like, oh, it's probably know, way worse. Obviously, younger than us. Yeah. But you know, this is the thing it's for worse. Martell yeah. and, and and his generation mm-hmm. uh, going into school. This is the one thing too with the with the Biden thing, mm-hmm. right? Which is, look, there's no doubt that not just your generation, but specifically your generation, they're inheriting massive debt to yes. go to college, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's terrible. no doubt. The only thing I would say about it is, is his plan, which I know many many people appreciate it and will benefit from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't change the actual system. No. So right. the next people who are coming, you know, the, the people who are, who are just you know going in there in, in a year or 10 mm-hmm. months from now, they're walking into the same problem. Yes. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, how big is, is, is this uh, an issue here for your generation? I think and I think, too, we think about even the people younger, you mm-hmm. know, who are starting ninth grade this year. Right. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk to them about our alma maters and the experiences we had and. You know, who knows what these these universities are going to cost then, you it's know, ridiculous. it's going to be even more. I think about Howard has increased a lot since I've been there. Yep. I have some some friends that are there now and, you know, some friends who have nieces and nephews starting and it's so much more, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I can't imagine what they'll have to pay. But, you know, even our incoming freshmen in high school, what it's going to look yeah. like, you know, well, so. and this is what happens, by the way, when when we don't see that, especially on the state side, the investment into education yes. that used mm-hmm. to be there 30, 40, 50 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, when you could walk in, you know, and be able to roll out the door with right. a degree with under 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, but as a state has has not kept up with its investment in so many ways, um, you know, it's all getting passed on. Yes. Nobody wants you to go in and have a degree where you're getting less education. And you're going to have less value of it. That's not the issue. But the issue is where is the state's responsibility in mm-hmm. making sure that we are investing in um, in colleges yes. uh, and not just not I mean, all types, community mm-hmm. college all the way up. Oh, for right. Sure. To make sure that people can afford to go. Right. Yeah. You know, I think, like you said, the investment in education is key. I think we have to be careful of of the business models or the mm-hmm. focus on economics when it comes to colleges instead of how many young people we're getting in the doors and out the doors with degrees. I think sometimes we look at schools' bottom line and how much we're bringing in in revenue. Yep. You know, I think it's important to make sure that we have young people that are are being you know prepared for life and and being able to be our our future leaders. I think that has to be mm-hmm. our our key investment when we look at education. Well, you know, Martel, we're painting you as the voice of your generation. Okay, so that's what we're talking that. about. Yeah. You're, you're, we're now using you to tell us no everything we need to know. All right. Okay, so, but uh, when it comes down to it, though, with um, you know, obviously, you know, your friends who you went to school with, mm-hmm. like you must know people who are paying like a crazy amounts a month, yes. right, for, to to try and keep up with their loans. Yes, I mean, my fiance, who's you know, um, she's getting her doctorate right now. Ooh. You know, we talk about you know, that that amount and, and what that's going to cost or how long. And, you know, I have one of my best friends who's also uh, getting his doctorate in education. And, you know, every week we're kind of chatting about, you know, having to do this or working this out and, mm-hmm. you know, just like, okay, it's going to take 15 years for this mm-hmm. or 10 years for that. One of my best friends just finished medical school, and I can't imagine I don't what, even want to know. what her loans are, mm-hmm. are like, yeah. you know. So it's 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 definitely tough. Um, but one of my friends actually will be going to Johns Hopkins uh, wow. 
to oh, work down great. there. So hopefully what she's getting is going to be able to help <laughs> yeah. pay for some of those medical loans, mm-hmm. you know? Well, see, and that's the thing, though, too. I mean, God bless, you know, we need good uh, doctors. Mm-hmm. We need good nurses. We need that medical, all that thing right there. And, and look, we need good quality lawyers and everything else, right? Indeed. But look, um, what we can't really have is people graduating for, uh, as a teacher, with $150,000 of debt. Yes. Right? I mean, because, Mm -hmm. you know, even in some of our best school districts, you're in a struggle to to pay that. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, that's the challenge, right? Right. I mean, God bless, as I said, you get your, if you're, if, if God has blessed you in so many ways, you can go be a doctor. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Most likely you're going to find your way through um, some of the loans. And there are challenges. I'm not saying there's no challenges, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying, again, if you come out with 100, 125, 150,000, and you're struggling to make, Fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel that you're yes. you're not going to be able to get up, you know, to buy a home, no. to buy a car. I mean, think of all these things that will impact. Right. Yep. It's it's very hard, you know. And then we talk about uh, economic disparities and, yep. and the cycles of debt and 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 trying to get out of poverty. All of these things exacerbate that. You mm-hmm. know, they keep people impoverished. They impact your your credit. You know, to the point where, like you said, you're not able to get personal loans, yeah. or yeah. car loans, or things like that. All of these things are are, are making impact that actually happened to me for a while where um, some of my loans because I had private loans and then I had you know like the public loans where some of them some of the loans were impacting my credit right. you right. know oh, no and doubt so that's that's something major as we talk about the economy and improving our economy you know we really have to talk about how debt is crippling you know a lot of people well and, and that's the thing you know we appreciate the the president for mm-hmm. looking to alleviate a problem mm-hmm. right but there's a system problem for sure. Right, and that's what we got to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, listen, I know making an impact in your community has always been part of what you're about, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know how you got to Senator Costa. How'd you yeah. get to Senator Costa's uh-huh. office? So, um, I worked uh, in Homewood for about eight and a half years um, in community empowerment and working in a nonprofit mm-hmm. and did a lot of great work in the community. Uh, and Senator Costa's always made his his ways through our community, you know. Um, and I was fortunate enough to go to school with uh, one of his sons, mm. who was able to kind of introduce me uh, at an event, you know. And we kind of just talked about a lot of things in the community, and um, was able to share with him some of the work I'd done. He was able to meet some mm-hmm. of the young people that I've been working with, um, and just do research on community empowerment. And you know, was was looking forward to to bringing somebody into the office that was young and was able to have a new perspective on a thing mm-hmm. and and have some some entrenched relationships in that senatorial district. Wow, um, you know, so I, I really just kind of got lucky just being able to meet with him at a, at the right time in 2018. Uh, we had a great interview. Um, and it just worked out. We hit it off. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that he appreciated that, you know, the, the position didn't seem too big for me or I wasn't, you know, kind of overwhelmed or intimidated, right. you know, but I came in as myself and knew a little bit. Uh, I think he was definitely surprised that I knew a little bit about policy and legislation in the, in the <laughs> meetings because I asked him about certain bills and, and told him, I told him one of his bills was was very thoughtful. He did some research yeah, did before you came in. That's what you got to do. All yeah, right. and All I right. could tell he was impressed with that. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. we just really just hit it off there. Well, what a great experience, obviously, for you to work for the Senate Minority Leader mm-hmm. in some one who's such a good fighter for our area like mm-hmm. Senator Costa. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think that best prepared you when you went from Senator Costa's work and mm-hmm. s- staff right. to 
being a legislator on your own? How, how did that help you? I think the, the speed, the tempo, the mm -hmm. tempo of how things happen here, I think that was the thing that I was really prepared for. You mm -hmm. know, the consistent meetings, four different meetings and three hours about five, four or five different things, mm -hmm. you know, and being able to kind of prepare on the fly. Um, I think those are the things that mm -hmm. really kind of allowed me to kind of come in and hit the ground running was just the understanding of this quick tempo. Cause well, absolutely. I, you know. I think you did hit the ground running because mm -hmm. I think what other people may not know is that since you're since that election uh, mm -hmm. in the spring, we actually haven't been in session that much. You had the budget in June, mm -hmm. right? Right. And then you had that, you know, summer period. Yeah. You know, but you still found time to do some pretty big bills under your name. Indeed. So I, I wonder, out of the bills that you introduced, what was that one of your list here that you were like, you know what, that's something that means a lot to me? Wow. So there, I think every bill I have kind of like a personal experience with or a lived experience, mm -hmm. uh, but definitely the the competitive grants around community violence mm. is, is a major key. Um, since 2020, I, I've lost four, actually five young people that I've worked with. Mm. Uh, lost my nephew, Jafar Brooks, uh, 10 days before Christmas in 2020. Oh, so um, I lost a young man that I coached uh, the day before New Year's, uh, before 2022. He was killed along with his mother and her best friend and a killing in Homewood. And uh, just seeing the young people that I've mentored and coached you know, it's hard for me, it's hard for my family, but you have 13, 14, 15-year-olds, 12-year-olds mm. that are losing friends and just dealing with the grief. You know, in this position, I, I want to be able to to provide resources to address those. So for me, I think that's the most personal. You that know, was House um, Bill 2753, right? Mm. right. Yes, so that one there, the Republicans loved. They prioritized it, brought it up for you. You got a vote. Right. They said, yes, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, no, obviously we're joking and... Um, you know, uh, yes. Yeah. So, no, unfortunately, our friends on the other side did not want to talk about community violence prevention right. with you, right? Indeed. And yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because we're all dealing with violence right mm -hmm. now. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just Democratic districts that are having violence and shootings. Everywhere in the Commonwealth, everywhere in the country, we're dealing with violence. And I think that's the one thing we agree on a lot. That's one thing I learned, you know, being in a capital is there are some things that we can agree on. There are some things that we both feel like we need to address. And the thing when it comes to community violence, even if we can take the whole gun discussion out of, out of it, just talking about violence and addressing community violence, we, we all are having that happen in our Well, district. give us a, why don't you give us an example or two about the type of prevention programs that, that you would have liked to have seen enhanced? Yeah. Yes. Um, so there are a couple. I think um, one is you definitely have to have you have, have to have people that are interrupters, um, people that can be in spaces where there are a lot of young people um, that have relationships with young people that know a face or two or three and can say, you know, what's happening right here? Let's let's piece this out. You know, what's who's having the issue? But it has to have it has to be people that have relationships with young, with young people, whether it's a coach, uh, you know, youth football coaches have great relationships or mm -hmm. basketball coaches. Or, you know, even somebody who's been in a community for 30 years that has seen young people, you need interrupters. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's somebody that can kind of cut an incident off before it happens in a space. Right. Uh, and then also I think we need to make sure that we have in school or out of school time mm -hmm. uh, discussions around community violence. I think that's a major key as well uh, is to allow young people to know that there are other avenues to resolve disagreements. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you can have interrupters and you can do the in the school uh, kind of thing. I think those are two approaches uh, yeah. that, that will really kind of prevent some of the violence. Well, I, I, I wish we had 
had the chance from our friends on the other side to kind of you yeah. know really kind of dig in a little bit onto that. Yeah. You know, it, and look, this is the thing too. I mean, obviously, um, you've uh, you know you've been a fantastic member of our Allegheny County delegation and of course that. our caucus. Uh, and we know, of course, uh, in the new year, we're going to be looking to see you in in, in even a new capacity. Sure. I know you're putting through some some really good ideas and working through through some things Definitely. but i guess the key thing is for western pa is i know you're looking to stay involved and active right? always always you know i um i did a podcast for a while called black political millennials i was oh. the vice president for the young democrats of allegheny county um i'm looking to, to be a committee person soon so i'm always going to stay in the mix good. you know i've uh, i grew up understanding how important voting was you know my, my grandmother's a super voter I remember going to the polls with my mom when yeah. you used to have to pull the lever to vote, you know? So for me, this yeah. is this is entrenched. It's in my blood to understand the importance of voting and the political process and how important government is to all aspects of life. So right. I'm always going to find a way to be in well, the mix. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know, Steph, if you caught this, but I actually think Martel gave one of the best uh, speeches on the floor. Oh, I watched, listened to the whole thing, yeah. and Thank I was you. sitting there, like, almost crying. I was like, I love him. Yeah, it, it was, was really it was good, really yeah, good. Yeah, and yeah. i mean you it's the like a lot of people get really nervous mm -hmm. no matter how many times they speak on the floor when you're on the speaker's rostrum you're like Ugh. it was, I mean, it was you, different but well, you did how was so that view well. by the way it's, i've never i've never crazy. done it. it's very crazy you yes. know it's like and didn't you say that you were like well the first speech i give is on the speaker's yeah rostrum. the first time like, i speak is, that. is up I here remembered it. and you, it's the it's the best spot in the house because mm -hmm. you can really see everybody Everything. on the floor you can see everybody up top mm -hmm. uh it's it's definitely a lot but it also can kind of like take your breath away yes. so i have to give right. props to speaker cutler for being able to just make it happen up there on the fly because mm -hmm. you you could it's definitely kind of like an overwhelming Over, spot yeah, you know exactly. and, and look it's um you know you you actually sit you know uh very close to where i was sitting mm -hmm. for most of my time as well before i got put into leadership there with it but no matter the seat you're in and in, mm -hmm. um in our in our capital um you just pause and look up oh, right yes. and i always say there's something to that right mm -hmm. you, we were gifted you and i gifted right to be in in a place that for 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 most people uh they're never going to have the opportunity mm -hmm. for so many people who made a difference in your life uh, my life with it they never were going to have the opportunity right. with it mm -hmm. and we're sitting here in this building right this people's mm -hmm. building right with uh the only limitations being our our lack, our imagination, mm -hmm. and our partisanship. Indeed. Right. Indeed. But we have the capability in the best of days to change lives right. and improve opportunities for mm -hmm. people. Right. Right. Uh, and you hope. I hope. You hope. I know. I hope everybody hopes with it that we are worthy of the opportunity that we've had yes. mm -hmm. you know, to be mm -hmm. here. And I want to tell you, my friend, you've been fantastic. Mm -hmm. yeah, I right. So uh, I, I just look forward to seeing what you do next. For sure. Too. Right. For sure. So, yeah. well, you. you know, well, listen, uh, thank you, uh, Martel Covington, oh, Representative Martel Covington <laughs> from the 24th District. I want to thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to sit down together. I thank hear you. they're bringing us back to the floor. All right. So we're going to go back uh, there, try and do some some good work. votes. We'll see yeah. what we can do. Yeah. Martel, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll see you all next time.